0: Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. We are going through an amazing series of studies on managing for the Master. That's Jesus until He comes. Today, giving back, challenging us to not hoard, but to share a reflection of the immeasurable and unfailing love of God. Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, and welcome to the team. Good to see you all. We're glad you're here. And it's going to be a great study today with the Holy Spirit guiding. Yes. We also want to welcome some remotes who are joining us. Uh, Puya, joining us. We're glad you're here with us. Puya, always good to see you. And I think Sabina's with us too. Sabina, good to see you. Great to study the Word of God together. And we're also glad that you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family, wherever you are around the world. In fact, I'd like to ask you today to write to us sshope at hopetv.org. When we hear from you and hear how God is blessing your life through an in-depth, interactive study of His Word, it brings joy to our hearts. So, sshope at hopetv.org. Here's a note from Boniface in the Cameroon. Hello, people of the Most High God. Hello. Gets the wave. (laughs) I've been watching Hope Sabbath School since 2018. I just thank all of the team for the great work. May the Lord continually bless you until the soon coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, I can tell that, uh, Boniface, you love the Lord, and we're glad you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family there in Cameroon. Here's a short note from Adrian in Zambia. Hello, Hope Sabbath School members. I've been waiting for the wave. I'm enjoying the study with you. How I pray that God blesses you continually." You know, it's a humbling thought, isn't it? Across the world, people are being blessed by a study of the Word of God, Amen. and we know it's a miracle of the Holy Spirit, but He's using the team, Amen. and what a privilege that is. Here's a, here's a, a card from a donor,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, it's a pretty card, actually. I don't know if you can see it, mm-hmm. but it says, "...thank you so much for Hope Sabbath School. I've been watching for several years, and this program helps bring the Bible alive for me. Amen. 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 Thank you all for the team members who share so openly your testimony and being willing to be truly honest. Amen. You've helped me prepare to share my testimony. Amen. <laughs> Please pray for me to share my testimony for the glory of God. God has blessed me, and I want to share part of that blessing with Hope Sabbath School. May God continue to bless all of you in your ministry, and a donation of $1,000 to bless the ministry of Hope Sabbath School. I just want to thank you, donor from Montana, and I want to thank each one of you for being part of this great miracle. You say, Derek, I'm already an Impact Partner. I went to hopetv.org slash clicked on the Donate button. Thank you so much, and thank you for your prayers as we continue to share the gospel. That's an inspiring testimony, wasn't it? One last note from David in Zimbabwe, and David writes, I've been following Hope Sabbath School since 2017. I'm a Sabbath school leader now. (laughs) I normally listen to Hope Sabbath School on Friday evenings to thoroughly prepare for my class. I really enjoy the (laughs) studies, and they're helping me to grow spiritually. Mm. Mm -hmm. I thank the Lord for bringing Hope Sabbath School team into my life. You are making my teaching of the Bible so much easier. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen.
0: Well, David, thanks for writing to us from Zimbabwe. We're just so thankful that we're seeing a multiplication of small study groups studying the Word of God because the Spirit then changes lives through the power of God's Word. Have you sent or gone to our website to get that free resource? It's a valuable study guide called Steps Toward Faithful Stewardship. I have been so blessed myself. It's an interactive study, actually prepared by one of our Hope Sabbath School team members, Jason Miller, and it's yours absolutely free. Just go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. You say, that's going to help me to be a a better manager for the Master. Mm. Mm. So, take advantage of that, and I know you'll be blessed. But right now, I need you to sing with us. We've got a theme song from Psalm 96, Sing to the Lord a New Song. Let's sing it together. Oh. Amen. Well, I love that song, and I like to see you smiling and rejoicing in the Lord while you're singing it. And uh, just think, around the world, people are singing. You know, sing to the Lord, and and hiding that Word of God in their hearts. So, I just want to pray as we study this important topic, that that we would discover the heart of God, mm-hmm. because it is a giving heart, a generous heart. Amen. Let's pray. The Holy Spirit will guide us. Father in heaven. I thank you for each team member here in the studio, each remote team member, but, but, but each Hope Sabbath School member around the world. We're joining together to study Your Word today about managing for the Master until He comes. We believe that will be soon. Teach us today what it means to give back. And guide us, I pray, in the name of Jesus, Amen. 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 I'm going to ask Laurel if you'd help start our study today mm-hmm. in Luke chapter twelve. It's a story about someone who doesn't do what we're studying about. I want you to listen carefully, as Laurel reads, because there's some clues of things that have gone wrong in this man's thinking. he He's not given a name, which, by the way, is a clue that he never changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he He's just called a, a rich fool. So uh, let's listen to mm-hmm. the story. What can we learn from this story about giving back? Mm.
3: All right, I'll be reading from the New American Standard Bible, Luke 12, 16 through 21. And he told them a parable, saying, The land of a rich man was very productive. And he began reasoning to himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no place to store my crops? Then he said, This is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods, and I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years to come. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Mm-hmm. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your soul is required of you, and now who will own what you have prepared? So is this, so, so, is the man who stores up the treasure for himself and is not rich toward God.
0: Amen. So, what, what uh, problems do you see with this man uh, that, that God calls
4: a fool? Sean? Yes, this, this foolish man, he's hoarding up all of this money for himself and not looking at all what he can give to other people. I, th- I
0: was thinking the first few verses, great crop, what shall I do? Yeah. So far, the story's okay, right? Yeah. Nisha, what do you yeah. hear in the story? Yeah,
5: there's just a lack of generosity. Um, and then uh, there's also, you don't hear, I mean, he, for him, eat, drink, be merry. I'm set. Mm. And then it's just this idea of, well, is anyone else set? Right,
6: <laughs> right. Jason. I notice it says it thought within himself. And it's not bad to think, but there's nowhere that says he asked God or, mm. or got guidance from anyone other than himself.
0: Right, Mm. good point. Lalika?
7: The last verse says, He lays up up treasure for Himself and is not rich towards God. Mm -hmm. So, His problem was that, laying up treasure, and we know how to lay up treasures in heaven, which Jesus tells us to do.
0: And laying up treasure in heaven, by the way, is helping other people to be there, right? Uh, and, And, of course, making a decision myself to be mm-hmm. there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I'm precious to God, He wants me to be saved. Oh, yeah. But there's clearly some things wrong in this person's thinking. Mm. He's, uh, he's very self-centered, yeah. very self-serving. Yeah. Mm. Um, now, I thought God loved everybody, Travis, so, I mean, God calls him a fool. Um, that's strong language.
8: Well, Derek, I don't know that uh, God is just calling him a fool because he thinks he's uh, dumb or, you know what I mean? Uh, but, but I think the situation, what God is looking at is like, um, you're literally missing out on a, such a great treasure. I mean, the things he's putting in his barn is so small compared to the treasure that he would inherit if he gets heaven. I mean, that's really a foolish choice. I think yeah. it's the choice mm. that ah. that that God is calling foolish, because mm. God is not someone who is is uh, treats a person that way. But it is a really foolish choice.
0: Sure. Someone said he's not thinking at all about how he can share yeah.
8: mm-hmm. what
0: he's received to be a blessing for others. So, yes. question, Stephanie. I mean, the big question here is. How can we avoid acting like this rich fool?
1: I think it starts with our daily life. What do I choose to spend my time in? Am I recognizing that there's people that have needs? Mm-hmm. And so, maybe going out just from a practical perspective and feeding some folks that are not as... Um, have as much as we do.
0: they could, could homeless could we, Okay, could we take a step before that? Hold sure. on to that thought. Uh, how do we avoid acting like like a, a rich fool, Jason?
6: Well, I think there's an internal and external process, and the internal sure. is first. We make the dedication that the things we have are not ourselves, but we give them to God. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so yes. in a previous uh, study, we talked about putting first things first, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, surrendering to God, who is a God of love, who gives, yes. and saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then, like Stephanie mm-hmm. said, going out and saying, Okay, I can't even fit this huge bumper crop in my barn. Mm-hmm. Are there some people, Lord? Yes. That yes. you would like me to share with? Samantha?
2: Um, and I think too um, this avoid to avoid, you know, acting like this rich fool, I can come to the acknowledgement that everything belongs to God. According yes. to Psalms twenty four verse one, the earth mm-hmm. is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And that we are just stewards of what God has given yes. us. Mm-hmm. And also, um, this Rich Fool did not realize, and I don't want to fall into that trap, that godliness with contentment is great gain, mm. and that's the greatest gain mm. you can have.
0: Amen. Mm. I want to ask Sabina, one of our remote team members, Sabina, because I know you're active in a, a ministry. Actually, it's called A-OK, right, Acts of Kindness. Yeah. You probably see uh, in your ministry different kinds of people, some people maybe who are more like the Rich Fool and other people who motivated, like Jason said, by putting God first, uh, or like Stephanie said, going out and saying, where are the needs? Uh, What have you learned uh, from uh, leading a ministry of giving back?
9: Pastor Derek, I I learned, first of all, that it's more blessed to give than to receive. Mm -hmm. There are so many blessings and rewards and being generous and uh, being there for others. But I also learned that sometimes people, they are just too comfortable to go out of their way, to mm. even receive this blessing of giving. Mm. And I wish they would know how much they would actually be receiving in making, making their goods, their time, and uh, you know all resources that God has given them available to others. Mm. Mm. They would just
0: win from that. So you're alluding to the fact that actually we're blessed because yes. then we we connect with the heart of God, Amen. right? Amen. Uh, let's talk about an opportunity you may have been given. Puya, uh, I see your hand raised. An opportunity you may have been given to to give back, and and what that did for you.
10: Hmm. I was actually wanting to comment on the previous question, but I think I can connect it to the current question as well. Um, so. In, in, in this text, the, the rich fool is saying that you know his barn is full, so he needs to build a bigger one. And I'm thinking of this in the context of our, uh, our lives today, where we don't literally build barns anymore, but we store our uh, financial incomes in our bank accounts and whatnot, and we might not ever reach to the point where we say, my bank account is full, right? Yeah. Uh, and there can be this illusion that, "Oh, I don't have enough yet And, and I believe this is a trap that you know we, we, we're all prone to fall into. that is uh, feeling like I, I, I don't have enough and the, the funny thing about this is that no matter how rich a person is, like they, they, they can they probably can never truly feel like they have had enough, even if you ask the richest person on this mm-hmm. earth a person would not say that he has enough right i think that's the illusion of uh, financial uh, income and resources that we just uh, we have this tendency to want to have more and more so i believe the lesson is give right now whatever you have even if it is not uh, monetary giving right away you can give away your time your kindness and many mm-hmm. other resources
0: sure someone once said if you're living for money you never have enough mm-hmm. that's right yeah. You always need more. But let's think of an opportunity God gave you to give out of your abundance. And like Puya said, that abundance could be, I've got three sandwiches and you don't have any. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily giving a fortune away. Laurel?
3: Yes, so um, when I first moved uh, to the state of Maryland, I was a grad student, and those in grad school do usually if they they have to take out loans it costs money Mm -hmm. and there was somebody who uh, took me out to dinner and paid for the meal and said hey you're a college student okay like and the one thing that this person said is like you know give back so now that I'm done with school and have a job um, I took a friend out to dinner and um, she was about to pay but I says no I, it's my turn to give it, pay it forward. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you're a college student. College is expensive. Amen. Let me do this to help yeah. you. This is the least I can do.
0: Now, Laura, while you're sharing that, you're smiling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanna, I wanna unpack that just a little more. How did it make you feel aligning, not just paying back from a human perspective, but aligning your heart with the heart of God, Who, who's a giving God?
3: Yeah. So. I know, like it just makes me feel good because this person, you know, is also a Christian, you know, struggling too. Yeah. And so I like, I feel like I was doing like the Christ-like thing to help those who are struggling. And in today's world, like, especially if you're going to college, people who are college students yeah. are struggling financially.
0: That's generally mm. true. Someone <laughs> says, Amen. <laughs> that Amen. <would> <laughs> yeah. Someone else, an opportunity, Sean, to, to give back and, and how that impacted you.
4: Yes, when I was going for my master's degree for divinity and my wife and I were in the state of Michigan, we had two little kids, and as Laura was just saying, money was very tight. And a wonderful woman gave us a minivan for me and my family, free of charge, Mm -hmm. so we could continue doing the ministry. Mm -hmm. And when we were going to leave, my wife came to me and said, Sean, wouldn't it be a good idea if we gave this off to another family mm-hmm. who is just beginning ministry. Mm-hmm. And last, I heard the Vans now on the fourth family of people <laughs> oh, wow. still cruising in Michigan. Oh, <laughs> yes. What
0: a yes. great example. Yeah. And, and again, uh, not everybody could see Sean's face, but he was smiling while he was sharing, mm-hmm. not only receiving that yes. gift, but being able to pass it on, and, and your wife Megan saying, hey, let's, let's, do, let's reflect the immeasurable, unfailing love of God in the way that Amen. we react. Well, James, uh, the, the Apostle James, gives us a, a perspective on reality. And, Jason, I'd like to ask you to read James 4, 13 and 14 because as we talk about giving back, one thing that this rich fool didn't do was understand the uncertainty of life. Yep. He thought he was going to live forever, and he actually only had that day. Yeah and He could have made a difference that day. What does James tell us in James 4, 13 and 14? The
6: New King James Version says, James chapter 4, verse 13 and 14, "...come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas, you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away.
0: So, if I can have you stay there and read the next verse, I was just impressed by the Spirit to have you read It's verse 15, I think, isn't it? Same James 4, because what should we do uh, rather than just kind of assume everything will be the way we planned?
6: Continuing, New King James Version, instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or
0: that. What do you hear in that passage, Travis?
8: Well, it seems we're not promised tomorrow. We're just not. And I think mm-hmm. this goes along with some of the lessons that we've been learning, managing for the Master, and that is to seek the counsel of the Lord mm-hmm. in, in everything we do, mm-hmm. daily, hourly, maybe minute by minute, Derek, <laughs> uh, because we're just not safe without Him. We're not even safe in our own choices.
0: And, mm-hmm. and this is not saying we should live in fear, right? No. I mean, right. we, we should plan. We still plant the, the tree, fruit trees, and yep. right. But we keep everything in a perspective that each yes. day is a gift. Yes. And each day uh, provides an opportunity for us to give back yes. to the master. Now, talking about the brevity of life, mm-hmm. uh, the psalmist talks about mm-hmm. the wealth that we accumulate. One thing we ought to always remember in Psalm forty-nine. Sabina, could you read Psalm 49, verse 17 for us? Just something to keep in perspective as we think about life.
9: Yes, I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Psalms 49, verse 17, and it says, For when he dies, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him.
0: So how much do we take with us? Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) Maybe there are some things we take with us. What do we take with
7: us? Our character. Our character.
0: Our faith and confidence in Jesus. (laughs) Right, Sean, our salvation. Uh, The the joy of knowing we're going to meet some other people we've loved and prayed for,
8: right? The promise of a resurrection. The
0: promise of a resurrection. But in terms of material possessions, you say, bury me with my car. Mm. Well, it's going to mm-hmm. rust and decay, I right? right? bury it with my bank account. <laughs> well, that's just going to corrode too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it's true that uh, we really don't know what will happen tomorrow, the rich fool should have thought about that, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, well, you're not taking any material things with you, mm. how should that affect mm-hmm. the way that we live? Mm. Puya, what do you think? How should that affect the way that we live?
10: i believe this should uh, directly relate to how we live our day-to-day life and our priorities as you pointed out Mm -hmm. derek in the previous lesson like that we need to put first thing first Mm -hmm. in in light of this understanding that i'm not going to be able to take my earthly material possessions along with me when i die so i need to ask myself what can i take along and i think the obvious answer from jesus is in terms of treasure uh, your, your treasures in heaven are the one that you will get right. to yeah. uh, see. And as you mm-hmm. pointed out, it's not earthly material possessions. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you for repeating the words of Jesus that, that there is treasure we can take. Yes. It's the mm-hmm. treasure that's been laid up in heaven. Lalika.
7: Um, I'm part uh, my country, Guinea Bissau, is part of um, um, West African countries. Guinea
0: Bissau, that's a new country for some people, <laughs> but it's part of West Africa.
7: Exactly. And right there used to be other empires. Uh, for example, of Mali. And um, what it said that when the emperor died, the whole city used to be killed, Mm -hmm. thinking that afterwards he will continue his life, and uh, the whole city will be killed and buried with all his treasures. Mm -hmm. Here we see that when we die, we don't take nothing with ourselves. Mm -hmm. But as a seventh the advantage, we believe that Jesus is coming soon. Mm -hmm. And when he comes, all our money in the bank, will burn, mm. so we better define and decide right now what we're going to do, now the, where we're going
0: to The dress? good news, though, is when He comes, the dead in Christ shall rise, Amen. right? That's yeah. what Jesus taught. There's yeah. a resurrection. Paul said, you know, I don't want you to be ignorant, right? Yeah. The dead in Christ are going to rise, but we're not going to be rising with our Babylonian robe or with our custom leather sandals. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we're going to get new attire, Amen? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. our bodies are going to be restored, too. <laughs> Jason. Mm-hmm.
6: Yes, so, to answer this question, I think there's two points. First, we should plan how to take care of our materials. You know, if it's a van, kind of like, as Sean said, we can figure out how much we need it, and then, at a certain point, what to do with it afterwards, give it to someone in need, mm-hmm. and then, we should keep track of our possessions so that if we have things we don't need, we give them to someone who does. So, being aware of those things so that we're making the best use of them, managing for the master.
0: Let's go, Nisha, maybe you could read in Proverbs. It's a text we've read before in this series, but in Proverbs 27, I think again, Jason's alluded to the fact that in order to know perhaps what I need to retain to provide for my family or for my. Later years, because I could live to be older than tomorrow, right? But also, mm-hmm. what can I be able to give away, like the minivan? Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to make an intelligent decision, I, I ask God's counsel. I ask the Holy Spirit to guide me. I surround myself uh, with wise counselors. Mm-hmm. But what else might I do, Nisha? Proverbs uh, 27, 13, 23, and 24.
5: And I'm reading from the New King James Version. Be diligent to know the state of your flocks, and attend to your herds. For riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. Amen.
0: Okay, so the automatic the crown to generations means just because things were going well yesterday doesn't mean they're going well mm-hmm. tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't a lot of us have flocks and herds, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. what would we how would we say that in contemporary language, Laurel? be attentive to your flocks and herds?
3: Um, you can say be attentive to your financial situation. Okay,
0: yep. sure. Yep. So, I'm going to look at my financial situation, and uh, that will be necessary in order to know what to keep
6: yes. and mm. what I can give away. Yes. Well,
0: While I'm assessing my fan- financial situation, Samantha, let me ask a question. What's the difference between the rich fool who's going, oh, boy, look at everything I have, <laughs> and a person who surrendered to the will of God assessing their financial yes. assets.
2: Well, first of all, the rich fool he had no thought of the future and he he did not think about how his work on earth can impact the work of God. Mm. But in my plans for the future, I'm thinking I'm trying to get my financial affairs in order so that in times of need my my family and my can be taken care of and also a part can go towards furthering the work of God. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, someone told me one time, it's good to have an emergency fund. That's right. Mm-hmm. And now, there seem to be some differences of opinion. Stephanie, I know you work in finances, but some say three months, some say six months. Yeah. But the rich fool had 20 years mm-hmm. emergency fund and wouldn't give a little bit of a weight right. to anyone who was in need. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I, I think, Samantha, you're yes. right. I'm assessing my assets not to sit back and say, eat, drink, and be merry, Mm -hmm. but to see what do I responsibly set aside and what can I generously Mm -hmm. give away to reflect Mm -hmm. to the character of God. I think there's something else, though. And, Travis, if you could go to Matthew 25, it's a parable about... uh, Well, it's a text we have on our wall for this series, Mm -hmm. right on the wall there, well done good and faithful servant yes. uh, that somehow that the Lord, who's the Giver of all, would like us to manage well yes. uh, for the Master. Could you begin reading for us? I'll have you read the first part in Matthew 25, verses 14 to
8: 23. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them, and made another five talents. And likewise he who had received two gained two more also. But he, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord."
0: Now, when I was a a little boy, I thought this was talents like playing Mm. the piano Mm. or playing soccer, Mm. Um, but but the talent was actually a measure of money, Mm. 6,000 days' wages, Mm. okay? 6,000 dinara or or drachmas, depending on whether you're Greek or Roman currencies. 6,000 days wages, so five talents would be 30,000 days wages. So you take your daily Mm -hmm. wage and multiply. How much is that? You say, that's a lot. (laughs) Right? Now, even the one who got two talents, that's how many days' wages? Mm-hmm. You know the math. How many days' wages? Twelve, Twelve thousand, thousand days' wages. Days. Yes. It's interesting, they're both... Would you say they manage well for the Master? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, much. And how does the Master respond mm-hmm. to each one? Well done. I'll well well done. Same way, yeah. same way. Yeah. Same way. Mm-hmm. Well, done. well done, good yeah. and yeah. faithful servant, right? Mm-hmm. So, each one of them uh, uses the resource Wisely. Yes. Now, if we didn't have the next part of the story, we wouldn't really know why, but if you were just to guess, what would your guess be? Why did they use that resource wisely? Um, Anybody? Nisha, why do you think they used it wisely?
5: Um, Perhaps they... Uh, welcome the fact that the Master had trusted them with something, Okay, um, and they wanted to make the Master proud, or they knew that he had um, some reason for giving them this resource, mm. other than just sitting on it.
0: Okay. Uh, I think we're, we're, we're addressing something about relationship here, aren't yes. we? Stephanie?
1: The reason I would use it um, wisely is because I feel like that money would, was given to me to be a steward of, yeah. and I would treat it the way I would want it, my money to be treated.
0: Mm-hmm. It's interesting, he appears to give it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sean, what do you think? What, what motivation might these two servants have for managing mm-hmm. a huge yeah. amount of
4: resources yeah. wisely? I think that they wanted to continue their master's work while their master was gone. And so, they used mm-hmm. his finances, which was his work, to continue that in His absence so that when He came back He would have even more, which is of course why we give to God's kingdom while Jesus is gone to further His work until He comes back. Mm.
0: Okay. Mm. Samantha?
2: Maybe then those two, they probably knew that the Master required something of them, that Mm. you don't just sit on a talent, you need to do something, you can't just want to be somewhere and not work towards it because you notice how the accusation that the one who received one talent he came with, I know that you are. going to read that in just a minute. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We'll get there.
0: Yes. I'm just staying with these two right now. Yes. Uh, There's something we want to mind.
6: Jason? There's a word that comes to mind when Sean was talking, which is legacy, and if you have that mm. relationship, mm. you pass it on and you recognize the value of the person, what they've done and why they've given it to you.
0: All right, I'm going to have Samantha mm. read the rest of the story in just a minute <laughs> okay. after Travis is coming.
8: Well, I think Samantha's on to something because yeah. I think when we read the, the, about the, the next story yes. of the one who saved one, mm. we'll get an idea about the character or the understanding sure. of the two servants prior. All right, prior. Mm. and...
0: and, and It's actually part of the same story, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Because five talents, how many days' wages was that again? 30,000 days' wages, Mm -hmm. and two talents Mm -hmm. is how many days? 12,000. So the one who only (laughs) got one talent got how many days' wages? 3,000. 6,000 days' wages. I don't know how much you make. Per day, but would you agree that was a sizable amount? Yeah. Yes. 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 Right? 20 years' wages, right. approximately. Exactly. Yes. He's given with no strings attached, but there's something wrong. Mm. We're talking in our study about giving back, and it's not going mm. to happen unless that relationship with God is right. Mm. Amen. Uh, Samantha, right. pick up the story. I know you were just straining to share with us. <laughs> That's good. Matthew, 20, let's, Matthew let's 25, verses 24 to 29.
2: Okay, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed and I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming, I would have received back my own with an interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. Mm -hmm. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Mm -hmm. That's a
0: shocking statement, right? Mm -hmm. That's uh, a... an epigram, right? It's a striking statement mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to take away. Why? Because mm. you're not using that resource. Mm. But, but let's go back to the things he says about his master, who only mm. gave him 20 years' wages mm. with no strings attached. Um, what, what do you see uh, reading between the lines from the way he's talking, Stephanie?
1: Well, he calls his master a hard man, mm. And apparently, his master is not a hard man, right? right? So he doesn't have this knowledge of who his master is. Something's missing in that relationship. All right.
0: Anybody want to add to that? Uh, Lalika?
7: I would say that uh, after we read the last part, we can see that that his master was expecting that they would develop and gain more. Because he said, I could have put it in the bank Mm. and received some more but he did not do that so um bringing that to our reality now not just with our finan- finances but with the, the talent uh, our time and everything that god has given us he expect us to to use it for his glory to be working so when he comes you will find us and he will declare
0: and, and maybe not only to do it for His glory, but to reflect His giving character. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Sabina, I see you nodding vigorously because you, <laughs> you've shared quite a bit about uh, uh, giving back and, and reflecting the, the generosity of God.
9: Yes, yes, Pastor Derek. I was also thinking of the fact that they, uh, especially this lazy servant, he failed to actually understand the character of his master so he was afraid he was believing that the master had certain expectations about him that were not really aligned with what the master really wanted Mm. so i think this makes Mm. us uh consider how important it is that we learn about the character of our master Mm. jesus uh and how is it that jesus would be taking care of the resources that he owns, it all, and that's always in giving. So, so uh, if there is any questions that we have of what to do with our talents, we should be looking at what Jesus did with his own life.
0: Wow. amen, <laughs> amen. Yes. amen. Uh, And amen. by the way, that, that is sacrificial giving, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. If we look at Jesus. Travis:
8: I would just like us to look at the emotion of the two faithful servants. Enter to, into the joy of the Lord. Mm. The, the emotion is completely then d- mm-hmm. different than that of the wicked servant. Right. They've entered the joy of the Lord by taking the resources God is giving them and using them in His service.
4: Mm.
0: Fundamental then to being a person who manages well for the master is our relationship with the master. Yeah. Yes. Right? Amen. Sure?
5: Yeah. I, was, um, I, I Part of what I want to say, there also seems to just be a lack of respect or understanding of what the master's work was. Because he said, Mm. you just kind of took whatever you didn't sew. And so there's a complete lack of understanding of how the master himself amassed the wealth or did anything, which is why the others, I think, had a better understanding of what the master's work was. Mm. was, So therefore, they replicated it, which is what I think a little bit of what Sabina was saying as well. Um, Versus the person who had no understanding of what the master did just kind of sat on the very wealth that the master had amassed. He just sat on that mm. Mm.
0: It reminds me of the uh, of the ten virgins, yeah. where mm-hmm. to, to the foolish ones, he says, I never knew you. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like, we didn't have that yes. relationship. Yeah. You didn't understand my character at all, speaking mm. to this one mm-hmm. who'd yes. only been given 20 years' yeah. Yeah. Yes. wages. Mm. Uh, you don't understand my character, and, and that that affects the way we live, uh, whether or not we give back, right, Mm -hmm.
2: Samantha? Do you notice that um, all of these three people did not get the same number of talents? One-five, one-two, one-one. God will never give you more than you can bear. Mm. And just as in the church, we all have varying gifts, but the important thing is what we do with that gift.
8: Mm. And
2: um, it it is so important that it's possible that these three people probably were in the same company. And, you know, sometimes we do get jealous, like, why did he get five and I only got two, or why did he get five and I only got one? And we don't realize that you need to use what God has given you to be a blessing and not compare yourself with others. That's when we become vain and bitter. Mm. And I don't
0: think the one with two compared with no. the one who had five, because no? they both yeah, had a love relationship right. with the master. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. The guy that had one was probably compared with anybody, yes. right? Yeah. 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 Because something was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, I want to go on to another important topic. You you work in the area of plan giving, yes. uh, actually for Hope Channel International. So you probably, people have asked you questions about planning well for the future. And I'd like us to start with the idea of a will, Uh, Last Will and Testament, I used to call it, but now we just call it a will. Mm -hmm. Um, Why do you think, in terms of giving back, because some things we could give back even after we die, right? Uh, Why do you think a will is an important part of managing well for the Master?
6: Mm. That's a great question, Derek. So, when we have a plan, a lot of times it's important to sit down and think about what are the things that God has given us? What do we want to happen to them? And there's a legal process, though, of how this comes about. And a will is basically the legal process of having our plan. And so, sure, it's great to have that plan, but if you want that to actually be carried through, particularly in a court of law, it needs to be uh, solidified in the legal sense. And so, the will is the legal process of how that happens. And so, it's important that the thing God has given to us As stewards, it's important that we take care of them, and going through the legal process is part of being a good steward. Mm.
0: So, I can imagine in the process of making a will and making sure, for example, that my family is cared for. We've talked Mm -hmm. about that's an important thing. If we have children, that they will be cared for. I I may also discover, just like the minivan I could Mm -hmm. pass on, that I have more than we'll need that. Mm -hmm. I could actually uh, give back while I'm still alive. Mm -hmm. We'll talk in a minute about why that might be even... Uh, a joyful experience because I can see I can actually be alive to see the results. immense um,
5: I was uh, thinking about one of the earlier verses that we read um, in this lesson about the fact that we don't know when we're going to when our, how, how long we're alive. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also the other importance of uh, keeping the will is yes. that because we don't know how long we're going to be alive or what how long God's going to keep us on earth, to have all these things thought out ahead of time mm-hmm. um, yes. also is being uh, taking care of the things that God has given us. Yes. Amen. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's talk about that. I, my wife and I decided we needed to make a will when we had two little ones, but you don't have to have a, a family and lots of little ones to decide to make a will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Stephanie, you mentioned, when we were just getting ready to start filming, that you made a decision yes. that you would make a will. What was your motivation in doing that, and what did you learn in that process? So, what motivated me
1: the first time to make it was because I had a vehicle, and I didn't want it just to go anywhere, as uh, Jason is saying. So, you had, had you an asset, have, so to Right, speak, I had an right? asset. Yeah. And then the second time I uh, revised it, was I had a change in where I was uh, financially, and I also, um, I also had there was, I'm sorry, there was one other thing that was that had caused that to happen. Um, at any rate, it, a change in circumstances, and I felt like it was important um, before I went on a mission trip to do mm. that.
0: Okay, maybe I won't come back from the mission trip, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, sometimes we know it's Mm high-risk, but it may be dangerous coming to the studio to Mm -hmm. film today, too, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's why planning ahead is helpful. Uh, Anybody else here want to reflect that has made a will, what you learned in the process? Or, if you haven't yet, what do you think you would learn Mm -hmm. in the process? Say, Sean, you you mentioned the minivan, and I think you mentioned two beautiful sons, right, two children. Uh, What do you think a couple might learn in the process of making a will?
4: I think, uh, because we're actually going through this process right now, and my (laughs) wife has been hounding me on. that. I wish I was a little more faithful in getting it done earlier, but what we're beginning to learn is, what do we really value? Mm. And of course, mm-hmm. we want our kids to be taken care of. We want their future to be taken care of. And we also want to give to things of eternal significance because yes. Jesus says, the story of your treasures up in heaven. Yeah. And so we're not just looking to provide for our own children, but also the legacy that Jason was talking about earlier. What can we leave to help the mission and the, the kingdom of God work and grow more?
0: So you look at that whole big yes. picture. As, yep. And by the way, someone might say, I hardly own anything. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I need a will. Well, mm-hmm. if you you're a poor you family, you've got some really precious treasures, right? That's right. That's and, right. And, yes. and who's going to make the decision who'll care for them? That's uh, right. Uh, who's going to make the decision about the things that, that you right. value yep.
4: mm-hmm. uh,
0: will be will be something that will be given on, passed on to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But you use the word, Sean, and I, I want to uh, to move to that, and that is the idea of leaving a legacy, um, that God could impress someone to go beyond... We talked mm-hmm. about returning the tithe as holy to the Lord mm-hmm. and then giving freewill offerings, and how should we give them?
1: Yeah. Joyfully. Joyfully, <laughs> right?
0: Joyfully. But God may impress a person, and I don't know that it's necessarily later in life, though oftentimes they mm. might go, you know, I have all of these properties, and. To, to make a, a significant donation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what might motivate someone to do that? Well, before we uh, bring it to today, let's look in the Scriptures mm. at several individuals. In fact, I'm going to let you do a computer search mm-hmm. and say, <laughs> who can I think of in the Scriptures who uh, made a significant sacrificial gift uh, to bless the work of God? Mm. Anybody want to suggest someone Comes to mind, Laurel?
3: Oh, um, I would say one person would be uh, Mary Magdalene. She had a we, an alabaster glass of perfume, and she gave it to Christ.
0: And how much was that worth? Does anybody remember, Travis? Do you remember how much it was worth? I don't remember. I
8: just know it was really expensive.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
8: <laughs> <laughs> three hundred.
0: Yeah, it was. A, it was a year's wages too. Okay, yeah. It was yeah, Three hundred yeah. denarii, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know. You multiply that by 20, and you get a talent, right? So, mm. But still, a year's wages, would you say that was a legacy gift? A legacy gift? Yes. yes. Legacy yeah, gift? yes. yes. Uh, and, and what motivated Mary, and the stories recorded there in John 12, what motivated her, Laura, to give that, that legacy? Was she in her 80s? Was she about to, about to kind of lay down and die? Or? Mm.
3: No, no, she was she- a young. Yeah, she was a young woman, um, as far as I understand from the Scriptures, but she knew that Christ was, you know, about to die. She wanted to do something for Him um, because of her love for Him. Mm-hmm. So, love was a motivation. Mm-hmm.
0: And, by the way, all the time, did you ever think about this? All the time He was being beaten and spat upon, yes. the perfume of her gift wow. was a reminder Yes that someone appreciated all that He Mm -hmm. had done. Isn't that amazing? Even on the cross? Mm, Yes. Even on the cross. Anybody Mm. else think of a story? Puya, can you think of a story of uh, someone that just made a legacy gift, just something beyond normal as as a special gift uh, for God's work?
10: I've read somewhere that Nicodemus uh, gave all his uh, earthly possessions and all his uh, resources for the cause of Jesus Christ after he understood that Jesus was the Savior. So I, I would, I would uh, look to Nicodemus as a good example of someone who gave his, his resources for God.
0: Okay, let's think of one resource. Thank you, Puyi. That's a great illustration, and we'll come to other people in just a minute. But, when all the disciples were running away, Nicodemus and what was the other man's name? Do you Joseph, remember
7: Joseph. Joseph of Arimathea?
0: What did they give? What what great gift did Nicodemus give when he identified not only even with the risen Christ? He was dead, and he came and asked for his body. What sacrificial gift did Nicodemus give at that moment? Anybody?
7: His. I would say his reputation, because the reason Mm -hmm. why he came to Jesus in the night is because he didn't want his reputation to be damaged.
0: He wanted to make sure, didn't he, that Jesus was truly the Messiah. Mm -hmm. No one can do these things, he said, unless God is with him. Mm -hmm. But once he's settled,
6: Mm -hmm.
0: he's willing to lay down his um, earthly Mm -hmm. prestige, mm -hmm. Mm
6: -hmm.
0: his earthly uh, honor and recognition, Because he's stepping out of the Sanhedrin
4: mm-hmm.
0: when he comes and identifies with the with the crucified Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But but Puyo mentioned something else. Because what else do you You remember? What else Nicodemus did? Joseph of Arimathea gave his tomb, right, yes, to be yeah. used. But what else did those two men? I'm not mm-hmm. sure whether they divided there it. Samantha, spices, what did they do? Um, like
2: the the spices were embalming the body. Yeah, and it measures
0: about a hundred pounds Ooh. weight, right? So I don't know how much if. If a year's wages was that alabaster box, how much was involved for the embalming of Jesus? Uh, But that tomb had a beautiful perfume even when Jesus rose from the dead and walked out of it, right? So, what a great example that God may impress a person. Mm -hmm. Clearly, He impressed Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea Mm -hmm. to say, it's time, it's time to make a, a legacy gift, something mm-hmm. not to earn God's love, but because we love the That's Savior, right? right? That's right. Uh, can you think of another person that comes to your mind, Nisha? Uh,
5: Derek, I was actually going to mention Joseph of Ar- Arimathea,
7: so... Oh, okay,
0: sure. And by the way, he also laid down his uh, reputation, didn't he, yes. because yeah, yeah. he was also part of the Sanhedrin. Uh, Lilica.
7: uh Barnabas, not just him, but the whole uh, the, 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 the church in the beginning. Mm. Okay. Uh, we read in the book of Acts, chapter 4, that they sold what they had yes. and they gave it to the ministry. They, they didn't just give their possession, they gave their lives mm. to the ministry. Amen.
0: So, Barnabas, uh, which actually wasn't his name, it was a nickname, yeah. right? <laughs> Barnabas meant mm-hmm. son of encouragement, encouragement right? Yes. His name was actually Amen. Joseph, right? <laughs> yep. but, uh, but yes, he sold a piece of land and, and he gave it making a sacrificial mm-hmm. gift. Now, I want to ask a question. Maybe i come back to you, Jason, because you talk to people who say, uh, Jason, help me, I'd like to, uh, like John said, remember God's work in a special way. Yeah. Um, is it better to make uh, that gift in your will or to make it while you're still alive? What do you think? Well,
6: Derek, honestly, I say, that's between you and the Holy Spirit. God has to guide you in that answer, because it may be different for each person. Now I will say there are practical situations, you know, uh, you can look at your funds, you can look at your family financial situation, and maybe it might make sense to set up a trust that then will uh, be benefited when you pass away, but it may make sense to give a gift now or maybe even do both.
0: I remember a lady came to me one time, so I may have shared it with you, and she handed me a, t- a check, and it was for $100,000. Mm. And I thought, I need to check that she's <laughs> mentally stable, right? <laughs> that's Would you call that a legacy gift? Oh, yeah. yeah. But she said to me, I was just looking for an opportunity to make a difference. Yes. Mm. yes. Amen. Amen. Yep. And she was more involved with church than ever before, not going, well, let's see how you use that. <laughs> because she was laying up yeah. treasure where yeah. in heaven. In heaven, yes. Uh, Puya and then Samantha. Okay.
10: Mm-hmm. I believe the benefit of giving, uh, you know, your treasures now would be that you get to see the results of your giving immediately, mm. rather than you know when when you give it away only at your debt. Another uh, another concept here too is that when when we when we give, uh, we're challenging. A fear. <laughs> we're practicing faith to trust in God. Amen. It's kind of like we're challenging greed on its face. Mm. And, and, and as you mentioned, it's uh, getting to getting near the heart of God.
0: Mm. You know, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount tells us, uh, don't give to bring attention to yourself, mm-hmm. right. but to bring glory to God. Mm-hmm. Samantha?
2: I, I think it's wise to give while you're alive, while you have a stronghold on life, because at least you get to see the, the benefits and and you can see you, you can give when there's a great need. And also doing that ensures that, you know, because sometimes you can you can make sure it goes to the right entity where you want it to go, it goes there. And also you think about sometimes it, it takes away from confusion with, with disgruntled relatives and so forth. Yeah. So when you are alive, do what you can for the master.
0: And I think Jason would probably say, do both, <laughs> right? <laughs> Definitely we're hearing here experience the joy of giving and seeing the blessing, mm-hmm. but also make sure you provide it for your family, mm-hmm. because you may not die tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You may live to 90, right? Mm-hmm. So, you want to be wise. Ask yes. the Holy Spirit to guide yes. you. And even in that, you can experience joy, because mm-hmm. if you've made plans for the future in a will, you will know that that will also be dispersed in a way mm-hmm. that will bring honor to God. Amen. Well, it's been a very practical study, hasn't it? You say, Derek, I've got some work to do. Well, the most important work is to surrender your heart to Jesus, mm. Amen. to say, Jesus, be Lord of all, because when He's Lord of your life, He's Lord also of your resources. Amen. And by Amen. the Holy Spirit, He will guide you. You say, He may surprise me with what He asked me to do, but I know I'll experience the joy of the Lord when He says, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Mm. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we thank You that when we surrender wholly to You, surrender wholly to Your Son, Jesus our Savior, that You will guide every aspect of our lives, uh, every treasure resource that we have, whether money or talents or, or time. Guide us in every area that we would bring to honor to You and reflect the beauty of Your generous, giving character, is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. What a practical study, managing for the master till he comes, giving back, reflecting the generous and loving character of God. May God bless you as you implement what you've learned and go out and be a blessing to those around you.